You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one podcast in all things communication, advertising, and marketing. I'm your host, Ted Lau, award-winning agency owner, podcaster, and family guy. Today on our show, we have Kate bradley Chernus, who is the founder and CEO of Lately an AI company that learns which words will get you the most engagement and turns audio, video, and text into dozens of social posts containing those words. As a former rock and roll DJ, Kate served 20 million listeners as music director and on-air host at Sirius XM. She's also an award-winning radio producer, engineer, and voice talent with 25 years of national broadcast communications brand building, sales, and marketing expertise. What she learned in radio about the neuroscience of music helps fuel Lately's artificial intelligence. Kate, welcome. <laughs> we're, I'm laughing because you know we were having trouble getting my microphone working, and here I am supposed to be this expert, you know, and it's just like <laughs> not my day. <laughs> it is all good, all good in the hood. We got to be like grateful for the fact that like you know you're all the way in, in uh, was it country uh, New York. And I'm I'm in Vancouver, and we're still doing this, so it's all good. It's incredible. I mean, it's so. By the way, let's just stop on that real quick, Ted. Like, what's amazing is that, you know, we're able to figure out. I think that that we could easily go have a drink together right now and have a really good time, and just knowing each other in five minutes, right? It would be a great time, and you know, if we have time, we'll talk about your your rock and roll career as well. But before we do that, let's start with every superhero's journey. What's your origin story? How'd you get here? You know, you, you went from rock radio DJ to AI CEO. So what's going on? Yeah. Um, good. It's a great story. So, so buckle up folks and, and women, especially lean in. Um, so here I was at the show, right? I'm at XM satellite radio. I'm broadcasting to 20 million listeners a day. What a ride my first day, Tony Bennett walked by, you know, I was like, Oh my God. And, um, it was a boys club as radio is um and i knew that and there was sexual harassment of course but it was so celebrated and awarded that i even i participated in it right it was just part of the part of the day and um what i didn't understand was that it was being used against me to create what's now referred to as a hostile work environment we didn't have these terms back then ted um and so it was really frustrating because I couldn't seem to get ahead even though I was kicking ass, right? Um, yeah. Now, my body was trying to tell me something because I, I kept having all these weird ailments. And what it was trying to say was, Kate, this situation is really stressful for you. you got to get out of it. But I wasn't listening until I was fully incapacitated. So I, I fell down the stairs at work and tore a ligament in my ankle and it was misdiagnosed, so I was in a boot or in a wheelchair for like a year and a half. Oh my. Yeah, um, and I had this like strange rash on my torso that no one could explain. And then my my hands and my arms and my fingers developed epicondylitis and tendonitis. This is 2005 or six. And suddenly I can't type without extreme pain in any way, okay? I can't do what everyone in the world seemingly can do. Use a computer. Holy shit. This is bad, right? So I, I, I did whatever, everything I could do in my power. First, I hired an intern to type for me because XM wouldn't do that because I looked fine. I looked like mm-hmm. there was nothing wrong with me, you know? They didn't believe me. 
And then um, I learned about Dragon Naturally Speaking, which is actually now the, the engine that powers Siri, but then no one knew about Dragon. And I still use it to this day. I have a, I have a partial permanent disability and I only can talk to my computer. I can't touch it. Um, so, but, but then like the tech team at, at XM wouldn't put this into my computer there. Like that was, this was too much to ask, right? This is a big company. And oh, right. worse, I had to have my own office. I'm this peon in a, in a big you know, office of 400 people. And I need my own office. I need special treatment because the microphone hears everything. You have to have a quiet space, right? So I buy my own laptop with no money. I mean, I'm in a radio salary. Like I, I, I eat ramen and drink two buck chuck, right? And um, I find there's only three dragon experts in the country. I find one of them. She lives in D.C. I'm so lucky. I can't pay her. Turns out she's a huge fan of my station. So I pay her in, with a couple hundred CDs. Okay. And she teaches me this software, which paraplegics use, actually. And it's like learning a, a language. So um, I end up having to move out of XM because it's so hostile and all, all the everything hard to explain frankly but um and my body is really only getting worse like not even though i'm doing everything in my power to, to fix it it's not happening i moved to another music related company it's the same shizzle different day and um one, one day and i'm crying all the time ted and I, I used to smoke i'm an excellent smoker right so i'm this toxic ball like kind of like pig pen on, on um Charlie Brown, right? It's like all this toxicity, toxicity coming out of me until one day um, my dad shook me lovingly by the shoulders and said, you can't work for other people and there's no shame in that. Wow. That's powerful. It was. And there, so that's part one. Um, part two is in this, this is so, this is the same week. My dad says this thing. I think, oh my God, there's another way. And also, I think the shame, he, he hit on something because, and here's the part for you, ladies, is that my default is to think what I was doing wrong. All the things, this is my fault, right? This is what we do. And I wasn't doing anything wrong. Those guys were doing the wrong thing, right? But I didn't know that. And I was reading a self-help book. God help me, because I really hate those things. But I... Like I said, I was trying to do everything in my power. Hold on, which book? Which book? The Secret. <laughs> hey, that's a great one. I actually watched the the DVD. The DVD, right? Like, I mean, so the the message is great, but the writing was, I think, terrible, and um, it was just so cheesy and corny, and I was like, kill uh-huh. me now. But to your point, like, you know, so the secret is not a secret at all. It's a mindset. That's what it is. And I got it because all, like I said, I, w- I was pig pen. So like all that was coming out of my mouth was I'm in pain. I hate my life. I hate my job. I smoke, right? I went, I'm killing myself essentially here, right? So I stopped that. And I suddenly I didn't have a lot of people to talk to at work. We would all go out and smoke cigarettes and complain about our days, you know? And um, at the same time, my husband had overheard my dad. He was my boyfriend then. And in his great wisdom went physically out to the bookstore because I'm old and that's what you did. And he got me um, <laughs> Guy Kawasaki's Art of the Start, which is a very famous startup book, right? And right in the first or second chapter, Guy says, don't make a plan, just get started. So I ditched the book because I was like, well, I don't need this thing. Let's roll. Let's go here. <laughs> you didn't finish the book. You read chapter two and you're like, 
well, fuck it, I'm going to just do this. <laughs> so, so that was, so my dad, the book, the other book, and then again, this is all the same week. I got invited to a lunch date with some clients who normally would mail, ship, ship me what we needed for work, but they were fans of mine at, from XM and they wanted to meet me. And they happened to be two uh, angels, I didn't know this. And we went to lunch and I was just spouting off all my ideas with a lot of swears, by the way, because that's, that's who I am. And they were like, we love you. Here's $50,000, let's start a company. Wow. And that was the birth of Lately? That was the birth of, we started a music taste making company actually, like a widget, remember widgets? Yeah, yeah. And as I was marketing that, someone else came along and said, boy, you're really good at marketing. How about you leave the music industry altogether? We'll pay you a lot more money to come advise us. And um, that was the Walmart project, Ted. Mm. So now I'm advising the largest retailer in the world on marketing and you know, you, as you can imagine, I come from, I was a line cook. I came from radio. Polish is not my strong point. Let's say. Not your jam? Not your jam? Not so much. <laughs> so I came in there like a bull in the china closet with my wacky ideas, and it took them a while, but I ended up building a spreadsheet for this project that got us 130% ROI year over year for three years. Wow. And that was the beginning of Lately. Um, yeah, so... But how do you how do you factor in the, the, the go from spreadsheet to AI? Yeah, good question. All right, so so I have these catalysts in my life. My dad's the first one, right? The second one was um, this guy Steve, who someone had introduced me to, and he came from the tech world. Steve was an angel investor, a serial entrepreneur. He knew this whole other life that I had never heard of. And he kept asking to see all of my spreadsheets because now I had other clients and I was using the same idea, right? And I just thought he was so annoying. He, like he was harassing me basically for like a year. And finally he was like, listen, we just need $25,000. We can build some wireframes and we can automate your spreadsheets. Your spreadsheets. And I thought, I, I didn't know what he was saying. I didn't know these words. I didn't know what a wireframe was. I didn't know what um, automating really meant. And $25,000, like I said, I'm eating ramen and two buck chuck here. And I'm actually about to buy my first house at this time. So like my $25,000 I've worked, saved my whole life for is you know, going to something else. So he took the money out of his own pocket and found a designer, Jason, who's now my co-founder. And they came to my house. It was a Sunday night. So, so marketing consultants, you'll appreciate this. You know, I only took a vacation when my customers took a vacation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? Christmas week, the Sunday night um, between Christmas and New Year's. So I'm two glasses in. These guys are rolling up at my house at 8 o'clock at night, and they want to do some business. And I'm like, off. Right? <laughs> it's Christmas. <laughs> and they showed me the wireframes. And then I got it, you know. Um, and I'll never forget, you know, Steve and I deciding to move forward on this project. And I said, you know, there's only one rule, which is I have to be the boss. And that little sneaky, sneaky sucker, he knew, Ted, he knew what it meant to be the CEO of a startup company. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's all you. <laughs> right. So I like to joke. It's all his fault. Well, I mean, good for you. I mean, it's funny that we kind of have similar uh, origin stories insofar as like I had a call with my dad recently about, you know, hey, when I was younger, what, what do you what do you think I would do? And he was like, well, 
the only thing I knew was you weren't going to be able to work for somebody. And I was like, so it was either run my own business or be homeless. Like that, those were my options. And he's like, yeah, pretty much. Right. But I think there is something about, you know, entrepreneurs and, and those that lead just you, you, I joke that we're certified, certifiably unemployable. Right. And there is a, there is a, an excitement to it, a grace to it. And a, Oh my F, you know, I better figure this out because there's all these people depending on me. Yeah. It, it's a huge weight to bear, like, because it's not only my employees, but it's my investors. It's the people, you know, at this point now, other people look up to me. I still can't figure that out, honestly, a lot, um, but it does happen. And, um, you know, cause I'm weird. I came from a different place. I didn't go to a fancy school. Right. And I don't own a suit actually that my whole LinkedIn photo, by the way, is totally fake. That's my husband's jacket and I don't wear glasses. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure I let everyone know on our, on our promo. Yeah. 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 I'm a poser. Um, so it's, um, the, the weight is, also, the, I mean, the biggest one is you, right? You're the, you're, mm-hmm. I imagine you're your hardest critic, right? At times I've learned, I've learned, I, you know, I, I didn't smoke, but I did, I think understand, I've done a lot of self-help stuff myself and, and leadership growth. Cause you, you kind of need to, you're like, why, why am I hitting all these goals yet? I'm still miserable. And so figuring out, you know, self-love and compassion and, and, you know, we, I do a grateful exercise every day. I meditate now. And so very different than what I used to be. I definitely like rock and roll was my jam, right? My first concert ever was Foo Fighters at the Commodore. Their very first, their very first con. I found out Dave Grohl had a documentary on Amazon or something like that. And I watched him like, and then this was our first tour and blah, blah. We were so nervous. And it says like Vancouver Commodore. I'm like, holy, like I was there. Right. And and so that's where I came from. I didn't know, no fancy, no Hennessy. Right. I'm not, I'm not sure we have two buck Chuck here, but you know, we definitely had like uh, 40s of OE and stuff like that, right? That's kind of where I came from too, and and I think a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs, agency owners, CEOs are are um, renegades in a in a way, right? Like we're we're kind of like rebels, you know, with the cause, without a cause, whatever you want to call it. We kind of don't give a shit. It's just like we're gonna do this. We have a vision. We're gonna go, and then we kind of figure out along the way. Like I didn't have a plan. I didn't read guy. I don't even read that book, Art from the Start. I was just like. I remember I had when I started the agency. My I had a partner at the time. I had two partners at the time, and they're like, "What do we call the name? How are we going to do this? What's the plan?" I'm like, "F it! Like, if we're not making money, we don't. It's just a hobby. Like, let's let's go." And now I've made many a mistake because of it, right? Because you think, you know, I think a, li- a little bit is the ego. Like, oh, how hard could it be, right? Like, like you said, like, oh, the CEO, oh, I'm just going to be the CEO. How hard could that be? And he's like, F like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) See, so I I knew we could go have beers together, right? Oh, we will. We will, my friend. Don't you worry. But let's go back to the serious biz of the marketing. So you talked to Gary V. You did something with Gary V. The the notes that I have is, you know, you got them... I'm, am I reading this right? 12,000% increased engagement? 12,000%? Is that a typo? Yeah, no, not a typo. <laughs> um, yeah, Gary is one of our advisors. We did an experiment with them a couple years ago when we first launched our video capability. Um, and we should tell people, not for commercial purposes, you know, what Lately does. Um, oh, yeah, we should probably do that. Yeah. In a second. But anyway, so with Gary, um, 
the idea was to he wanted to launch a Twitter channel fueled 100% by Lately and nothing else. And it's called at Gary VTV. You can go look at it. And the idea was, you know, Gary has tons of content, obviously. So let's see if we can unlock it and use the AI to find the best um, video clips or one-liners from whatever he's publishing and pull them into social posts. And how well does it do that compared to Gary's team of humans? Because, of course, he has an army, right? Um, and the answer was 80%. So there's an 80% parallel between what our AI pulled out and what his humans did, which is really cool. Um, and... You know, Gary's, the experiment with Gary really helped educate us about how to take what we had built, which was really a robust enterprise level platform, and strip it down into more of a layperson's um, tool, which we were actually recently able to do 74 days ago, just launched, yay, um, to give anyone the ability to to be Gary, right? This is what we were trying to do, you know? How can you have an army when you are only an army of one? Yeah. Um, so the 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 platform, by the way, folks. So so let's see. Where should we start, Ted? So so first, let's let's back up to radio. Let me tell you a little story, okay? Okay. So of course, I wrote hundreds and hundreds of commercials for radio. I was I was a production director because that's where the money is in radio. If you can learn how to produce the, the commercials, then you can charge for it on the side and make your living. Because um, there's no living in radio. Um, then. Uh, I was also a fiction writing major, so <laughs> writing bullshit for a living is something I was prepared to do. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> um, but when you're so, so, so my my uber power is turning listeners into fans, Ted. Right, and that's a big deal. Fans mm-hmm. work for you for free, the same way customers can become evangelists. That's what you want. There's an investment piece that has to happen there, and it's hard. And it takes human work you know to do this and it takes time but i know this from my career and so with lately we you know from day one we've been just doing the hard hard way of laying down um organic marketing right and by the way that's all we do we only use lately to market lately nothing else we have a 98 percent sales conversion 98 mm-hmm. percent yeah. at parker our purpose is simple We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. How many humans do you actually have working with you or is it just the, all the platform? There's, um, well, so on my marketing team, uh, so let me explain how it works. Um, okay. So, so at the high level, let's connect the radio. So when you're... So I, I so I learned a lot about the neuroscience of music, just by reading, you know, researching and wanting to kind of understand what I was having success and why was I? I wanted to know like what was the A's, B's, and C's around it. So in a nutshell, when you listen to a new song, Ted, your brain must instantly access every other song you've ever heard before in that moment. Pretty incredible, right? And what really? it's really what? Yeah, it's looking for the familiar touch points so it knows where to index that new song in the library of the memory of your brain, okay? So just for the audience, uh, because we're doing audio, you can't see my face. <laughs> I'm just like, what? Like, what, you, what is what's going on right now? Keep going, Kate. It's wonderful. Um, and, and so the reason music is so powerful, because again, in that moment, what's happening is nostalgia, memory, emotion, all these things are getting triggered in the process of trying to figure out where to go in, in, the, in the library. And those components, by the way, must be in place for trust to happen. And trust is why we buy, okay? <laughs> so now let's segue to writing. When you, your voice, Ted, is like a song. There's a musical note. There's a frequency to your voice. All sound has a frequency, right? My wife would not say my voice is a song. But <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you. It's recorded now, so it's true. I like your wife. Um, so <laughs> mine, mine says, why don't I get the nice voice, which is, this is my nice voice, Ted. The radio voice, yeah. So we should hook, hook them up. Um, so they can complain about us together. So, so um, when you read text, Ted, if you read an a, a email or a social post or anything, you hear the voice of the author in your head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, and it's the job of the author then to give you familiar touch points and trigger nostalgia, memory, emotion, and trust. Right? Same. Yeah, yeah. One more parallel between audio and and text, which is this: um, there's this beautiful thing called the theater of the mind, right? And that's the idea of you know you have to play a role. Your imagination has to play a role and fill in the blanks. Right? Video doesn't do this for us. Video is a little bit dumbed down in that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But reading and listening have this com- factor. Now, a good author or a great podcast host knows this and leaves room for the human to play a role in the conversation and make them feel as though this is a two-way street even though you wield the mic or the pen. Got it? Yeah. Wow. Right. So now, Lately's AI uses this as an overarching kind of strategy in how it works and the Walmart project. So the Walmart project was how do we unlock long form content and find the best bits. So I I was writing a blog, every sentence was awesome because I wrote it and I thought, well, instead of just publishing on social the title of this blog, which no one cares about, Walmart helps the poor, sorry, nobody does care. Instead, let's take sentences that are here that have a little mystery to them, maybe contextualize them with a hashtag, drop the link to the full version of the blog at the end of the sentence, and suddenly, if I pick out 40 sentences, I've got 40 social posts, and now everybody 
in this project can talk about what we're doing uh, really easily without having to sit down and write it. It took me, you know, half an hour to go create 40 posts. By the way, it takes 12 minutes to write one from scratch on average. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Time saving. So these are the two things um, in in, sort of in, in process at Lately. Functionally, here's how it works. You connect Lately to any social account that you like and as many as you like. So let's say Twitter. Instantly, the brain studies everything you've ever published in the last year, and it's looking at the messaging that got you the highest engagement, the most likes and comments and shares. And now it builds a writing model because it knows what words, ideas, sentence structures, phrases work for you, right? Will get you the likes, comments, and shares. And you, the, the human, the je ne sais quoi, the theater of the mind, have multiple opportunities to guide the AI and help it because this is the difference between a robot and and the, the magic, okay? They, these two have to um, coexist very, very... So it's not just robot. You have to have the human element, the theater of the mind piece. Yes, because otherwise it's just automation. This is AI. AI learns from humans, okay? So then once you have the writing model, you feed the AI long-form content, like like a video or a podcast or any text you can imagine. It could be chapters, chapters of a book or a, or a blog link. In the case of a video, it automatically transcribes the text of what everything you and I might be saying. It runs through with its writing model and it's pulling out the pieces that contain the quotes that meet its criteria, right? And now you have dozens of mini movie trailers with matching video clips of the cool shit you said to go ahead and drive leads back to the full. Does that make sense? It does. Now, let how, how's the video content? work though that that video because okay i get that maybe there's the writing piece but are they are you guys actually is lately actually making video no it's clipping it up yes it's clipping it, it is up for you. wow yeah so it's it finds the one-liners that you said and it clips up the video of where you said it and matches it to the text into a social post so are you saying that at this point i don't need to hire interns anymore or like how, how does that is that right is that because like, i mean that's that's um you know, if, if you're into rock and roll, then like you probably are a little anti-establishment. And then when now we're hearing like, hey, we're building robots and they're going to like creativity is supposed to be the last frontier, last bastion of frontier. But, you know, lately, you know, companies like Unbounce, like other companies have have basically pushed into this foray where, in fact, creativity can be adapted by AI. Yeah. I mean, remember, the human is essential to this process. So you can't get right. rid of it us all together and you need a human with a brain because the AI will do weird things and the and you have to catch it you know like we have customers who let it rip and I, and I see them online and I'm like Alex <laughs> you didn't take a second to help because it learns everything you do it's taking note and it'll it'll get better and smarter and not do that again you know if you if you help it out right um so and and you touched on something else and let's let's make the rock and roll metaphor to circle the loop back here for people um as Keith Richards says often, without the, the role, it's just a march. Okay? Right, right. Without right, the, the humans are slow, the robots are cold. Together, rock and roll. Okay. 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 Very cool. All right. So then back to the 98%. So this was with no cold calls, no cold emails, no paid ads. I get the framework now. How did you get like 98%? My goodness. Yeah, so Gary V gave me some great advice, which was something they were doing um, 
they were stopping cold calls and cold emails and they thought, you know, we produce so much content, we've got so many fans, let's just focus on the people who are liking and commenting and sharing what we already create because guess what? They're warm, mm-hmm. right? So that just like cuts out a ton of work, you know? And how do you nurture that? So I had an idea. Oh, let's use Lately on ourselves. So every single day, which is why scheduling from my calendar is such a nightmare, I do one public speaking engagement or a guest blog. I ask the host for the file. We upload it into Lately. Lately's AI runs down, finds the coolest things that you and I have said, makes them into social posts. My intern, Alex, who's amazing, um, she then takes what the AI spits out, augments it, because the human has to help along here, right? Then we publish it on both our brand channels and all of our employee channels because together we're stronger. And we watch to see who likes, comments, and shares like Gary had advised. Now they're warm and then we can DQ or queue them, get them into DMs. So by the the time that you're in the product, that conversion rate is so high because you're hot. (laughs) Right? Wow. Okay. So so you still have to produce you still have to produce organic content for and and on a regular basis and not just like hey AI here lately go ahead and do this you have to give it food almost almost you have to give it food but you don't have to produce it so it can be owned media so it could be you creating your own content it can be earned media so that what i do Mm. right i'm (laughs) i'm you benefit from this i'm going to ask you for the file all 20 social posts we make are going to drive traffic back to the full length for you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's lead gen, right? So it's a win-win. Um, but also you can, we we integrate with a, an amazing company called UpContent. So you can click a button in Lately that says discover content. UpContent will go out and find you uh, news articles related to your industry. And then Lately will auto-generate those news articles into social posts for you. In your- okay, so this sounds all... Awesome, fantastic for the regular, I don't know, I'm not, I shouldn't say old school, but you know, the regular marketer who hasn't dabbled into this. This is like the next frontier and then some. How does someone like that get started? Right. Well, we just released self-service products for those people because the demand, as you're saying, was there. And what's so frustrating is like, even really professional, sophisticated marketers are so lazy. They don't want to do any work, right? They want to push a button and walk away. And this is a stigma around marketing specifically. So, so imagine you sit down to use Intuit to do your taxes or QuickBooks to do your accounting. And you think, I'm going to sit down and do some work with the help of this awesome tool. But for some reason with marketing, people just like want nothing to do with it. They're like, make, make magic. And I'm like, well... I like to believe that magic exists, but I don't think it does, <laughs> you know? Um, so, you know, with Lately, you can just sign up and for 15 bucks a month, a, an individual person can generate content that we're talking about with almost no effort. So our job is to really start you at third base, 75% of the way there. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That human element, though, it's not just getting you home. It's not just rounding the base and running the distance to home. It's getting you a run. It's getting a score. That's the mm. difference that the human makes here, right? Now, we have a V2 of the AI that's designed to start you about, you know, 
let's say 10 yards from home plate <laughs> um, that will release later this year. But, you know, we're just, we're just learning, Ted, like what do people want? How can we help? How could we not replace them? How can we augment and enhance what they're doing and doing it, do it in a way that you don't have to be Gary V or me or you to just get this annoying thing everyone has to do done. You're democratizing marketing. Is that what you're doing? Yeah. Yeah. Because like our original, our original tagline seven years ago was, if you can make it, sell it, and ship it on your own, why can't you market it? Yeah. That's brilliant. Okay. Now I know you are a busy person, so I'm going to go right into our rapid fire round. I wish we had more time because I have so many other questions, but uh, we do have to fly here. So I'm going to ask you probably the toughest question of the day. Favorite rock album? Mm. Oh boy, that is so hard. Um, so it's going to be album. Can I just give you a song? Sure. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Even better. Uh, there's two. So the first one is by the Damn Wells, my husband's band. They're amazing. I mean, I couldn't marry him if they weren't. And it's called "I Am a Lever." Uh, by the way, the the lead singer for the Damn Wells has written huge hit songs for many 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 famous people so great rock rock record and my other favorite song is more boring but it's the police um don't stand so close to me and the reason is because i love a song that starts out minor key and ends up major um and also i love that you can segue that song with the holly's bus stop and there's a line in don't stand um about she's raining and he's picking her up you know also who the hell can rhyme you know nabokov in lyrics, <laughs> sting. Back when he was cool, you know. <laughs> Back when he was cool. What uh, book are you reading? Because you you said you, you you know you're I'm old or whatever is what you cited, and you you read physical books or at least the I first gotta stop chapters. saying that actually, don't I? <laughs> um, what book am I reading? I'm reading um, "Quit Like a Woman" by Holly Whitaker. It's about um, it's about a lot of things, but to me, it's about how big alcohol markets alcohol the same way big tobacco markets alcohol to um, underserved populations and minorities specifically. And now think about this. If you're killing off your audience, you have to be fucking clever to come up with a new one. Wow. So just think yeah. about these guys, right? And it's it's talking a lot about, in our society, Ted, um, there's a... It's, very binary alcohol is, right? You're either an alcoholic or you're not, right? You're either falling down, pissing your pants, or you're just like getting drunk or, or drinking a little. But that's not really how most people operate. And everyone I know is trying to drink less. Everyone I know is struggling with this, you know, and is not an alcoholic, but is still, you know, addicted or has some kind of weird tie that we can't break. And so um, I, this woman is... She's been through hell, you know, and uh, she writes like I talk, so I, I appreciate that. And I'm still, I'm struggling with it. I mean, this is the human thing for me. I, I, I am drinking a glass or two every day, and it's very hard for me to not. And I don't know why, and I don't like it because I don't like something controlling me. But you know, I, I run into the end of my day. I'm still going a hundred hour, hundred miles an hour. I'm slamming into dinner time. How do I relax? And I, just like you said, I meditate every day too. You know, I go mm. to the gym every day. I go for, for a walk outside almost every day. And still like, I'm, you know, I'm having these panic attacks and 
and hard. Have you ever have you ever um, read the book When Things Fall Apart by Pema Chodron? I know this book and I should read it, shouldn't I? This book has ch- had changed my life. Uh, she's a Buddhist monk. For those you don't know, owns the biggest. Mon- she's from New York. Owns the big. I think not owns. Runs the biggest monastery in, I think, the Eastern Seaboard. If, if not, not North is it in Woodstock? And is that hers? Do you know? I, I wonder. You don't. don't. I don't know. Either way, great book. Changed my life. Audio book. I like basically just played it like an album over and over and over. Good tip. And it really got me to start seeing a lot of my habits of what I do to cope with stress. Mm. And she has a she has a book. I shouldn't spoil it too much about um, hope. It's on hopelessness and death. That particular chapter. It does. It's not what it actually sounds like, but it kind of is. Was amazing. So if you get a chance. Do listen. Things Fall Apart? When Things Fall Apart by Pema Chodron. And you can get your AI to like whatever, you know, make snackable content out of that. We work with Forbes books, by the way. There you go. There you go. All right, my friend. Hey, um, thank you very much for your time. How can we uh, get find you, get a hold of you or, you know? Yeah. Get in contact, that kind of stuff. Follow Thank you. you. Thank you so much, Ted. Um, f- find me uh, in all the places I'm at. Lately, AI Kately on Twitter um, and, and on LinkedIn, Kate Bradley Chernus, I think, or maybe just Kate Bradley, who knows? But I'm friendly and I won't try to sell you anything because I don't have to. We have a 98% sales conversion, so just watch out. <laughs> <laughs> just watch out. You're going to like, oh, what? What's going on? I'm in. Okay. Hey, thank you very much for joining Marketing News Canada. I had a blast on this. And yeah, if I'm ever in the countryside, New York State, I'm going to look you up and we're going to go for a maybe a small pint. Like hell we are. Yes. Thanks, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kate. All right, everybody. Have a good one and we will see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded in the Jelly Marketing Studio thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editors, Travis Jeffers and The Podfather. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.